We're in conversation next with Gina Sneiman, who's the legal counsel um, for the FHR. Um, an inquest into the death of the late anti-apartheid stalwart Imam Abdullah Haron came to a conclusion in the Western Cape uh, High Court. Yesterday, Judge Daniel Tulare found that Imam was a victim of torture at the hands of the security branch, which led to his death on the 27th of September 1969. According to the judgment, Judge Tulare also found that the police and doctors lied about the Imam's cause of death. Staff employees did not provide adequate medical examinations or appropriate treatment for his injuries. To tell us more about what the impact this judgment has on the finding um, for justice for the anti-apartheid activists, we are now joined by Gina Sneeman. Gina, good afternoon. Thank you so much for making time for us. So what does this judgment mean? Good afternoon, Aldrin. The, this, this judgment is a very good result to finally assist the Huan family in gleaning some sense of justice after this more than five-year decade, um, more than five-decade um, delay in actually accessing the truth of what happened to the late Imam Haram. The, the impact of the judgment is that it demonstrates that apartheid-era inquests were not aimed at uncovering the truth, and that it is still necessary post the move to democracy and post the finalization of the TLC process that there are many atrocities that were committed during apartheid that there has still not been final reckoning with, where um, there are many families of victims and even survivors that have still not seen justice, including where matters had gone before the TRC, where perpetrators were not granted amnesty, and where there has been uh, a considerable delay in reopening inquests or prosecuting indeed suspects where they may even still be alive. So that gap is closing very quickly. Yeah, and also the conduct of the magistrate there coming in sharp focus. Judge Tulare saying that the magistrate accepted without question um, mere say to say so of uh, the SB, this is now the security branch, and also going as far as saying, and I want to read this, the magistrate's finding, frankly and candidly, reduced to that the imam fell on his bum and had a heart attack must count as a joke of the past 53 years. It deserved to be laughed out loud if it did not cause such severe pain and heartache for those who sought the truth and closure. I have to say that the judge really, really went far with this one, but also speaking to the pain of what has been done here to the imam's family, but also trying to find justice, but then also the role of the judiciary in all of this. Yes, it's a scathing rebuke of the initial inquest magistrate. And uh, unfortunately, it's not exceptional for the time that the judiciary to a certain extent, was implicit in upholding the apartheid state in that the sham inquests um, were, were, were held commonly, which is, again, goes to the importance of where we do not yet have resolution, where a number of these do need to be reopened, reconsidered, and, and prosecution continued with under a democratic judiciary. So now in terms of accountability, who's still alive who could be held accountable? I understand that there was a junior police officer at the time um, who may be held accountable, but we are told that the person didn't play such a huge role in the death of Imam. Yes, that, that is unfortunately the case when there have been these decade-long delays. So the majority of the security branch 
officers that were involved at the time that were the instigators in the imam's arrest and in meeting out the torture, which we now know the imam died from, um, are, are no longer alive. The only remaining police officer that was involved was of such a, a lower level. Um, he has denied knowledge of the torture, even though he gave evidence of both the initial inquest and the three open inquest. So he has now conceded that the injuries that the imam sustained were compatible with the finding of torture, although he has denied any involvement personally with the torture. The family of the imam has stated their stated in closing arguments at the inquest, and they've, they've publicly stated that they do not want to see him prosecuted because it would serve no purpose given that he is now an old man and that at the time he wasn't one of the prime instigators but one of the people carrying out a chain of command. So that is the position of the Imam family, which is obviously very generous of them in, in their approach. But it also goes to how we are not always aware or have the evidence trail of who the main decision makers were, who are not necessarily going to ever be held accountable. And what we have here is a finding against, if you like, one of the foot soldiers in, in carrying this out. But in addition to the perpetrators of the torture by the security branch, judge yesterday was also scathing of the medical profession in not doing their job professionally or morally in not making findings of torture when they examined the imam at the time while he was still alive and also subsequently in the reports. In fact, in the judgment, the, one of the medical practitioners at the time has posthumously, the, the, the judgment requires that he is posthumously referred to the Health Provisions Council to make a finding on, on his medical ethics. Okay, thank you so much for your time. That is Gina Sneeman, who is the legal counsel at um, the Foundation for Human Rights.